Good evening, and I want to welcome you to another uh, live edition of the Trumpet Series Bible Study Broadcast. This is your host, Brother Nick Bailey, coming to you live from the United Baptist Church Auditorium here in uh, Greenville, Tennessee. On this um, Monday, December the 20th, 2021, here we are, the beginning of the Christmas week, 2021. Christmas Day, can you believe it? It's this upcoming Saturday. Christmas Day is this upcoming Saturday. Yes, I did say that. So what that means is if you have not started your Christmas shopping yet, you're in big trouble. Uh, amen, and I'll pray for you. Hallelujah. Now, this time last week and even up until Friday of, of last week, uh, not even myself or my wife, we had not uh, started our Christmas shopping but uh, this past Saturday night, we were able to get quite a bit done. Um, we're not quite finished yet, but we did put ourselves in a position to where we can get finished uh, in the next couple of days, Lord willing. So hallelujah, praise the Lord. And um, Christmas, amen. I hope you're in the Christmas spirit, and if you're not, you better get there real quick. Amen. But uh, wasn't it amazing and a wonderful day yesterday here at United Baptist Church. We had special Christmas services both during the morning and evening. And especially last night, we had a very special night of worship. Various members of the church just spontaneously sang Christmas songs that the Lord laid on their hearts and uh, gave their testimonies. And the presence of the Lord was real in our service uh, last night. Not only that, we provided treat bags to everybody who attended uh, our worship service yesterday. Um, we were also able to provide gifts for at least 60, maybe even more children who were in one way or another affiliated with our church. So when it's all said and done, I believe we'll be able to say that it, ha it has definitely been a, a very productive Christmas holiday season here at United. I can't forget the meal that we were able to feed almost 50 children uh, this past Wednesday night uh, that we brought in many of them on the church van and some that their parents brought them. So uh, we've done a lot here this year uh, as far as the church and now hopefully get through Wednesday night services and then the focus of the attention will switch to our family. Amen. But we don't ever want to take the attention off of Jesus and that's what Christmas is all about more than anything else. Jesus is the reason uh, for the season, and without Christ there would be uh, no Christmas. So by way of announcements, don't forget the first ever Voice of Hope Crusade that's going to take place on Saturday, January the 29th, 5 o'clock p.m. at the Convention Center here in Gatlinburg. Brother D.R. Harrison and the entire Voice of Hope team will be hosting that event. Uh, Brother D.R., Pastor Greg Locke, Dr. Kevin Jessup, the Browders, the Neelands of the Day, and the Wilmington Celebration Choir will be there um, for that uh, exciting event. Again, that is the first ever Voice of Hope crusade that's going to take place Saturday, January 29th, 5 o'clock p.m. at the Convention Center located in Gatlinburg. One other thing, don't forget to come by and check out the Art Ministries Thrift Store, 313 East... Uh, Bernard Avenue here in Greenville as uh, we're winding down the Christmas season. Uh, we still do have some Christmas inventory left, although we have sold an incredible amount of Christmas 
uh, items uh, over the last few weeks, but we still do have a, a little bit of inventory left. And uh, I want to en encourage you to continue to pray for the art ministries, that the Lord will uh, continue to use it to help uh, be a blessing to our community right here in Greenville and Green County, Tennessee. That's our Jerusalem, is Greenville. And we want to make sure that uh, we use this uh, open door of opportunity that God has given to us there at the Ark Thrift Store to uh, share the gospel and to be a blessing to those who are in need. Just by way of prayer request tonight, before we get into tonight's Bible study, uh, continue to remember uh, Brother Roger Stockton, a pastor at Greystone Free Will Baptist Church, and uh, continue to lift him and Miss Linda and that entire family up in prayer. We had special prayer for the family the other night, and uh, praise the Lord, last time I heard Brother Roger was doing somewhat better, but uh, still needs our prayers. Continue to remember Elizabeth Ward, uh, continue to remember Harold Chapman, remember Sam Hardy, uh, remember um, my dad health-wise, continue to remember uh, Miss Elma Calkin, Tammy Castile amongst others that are in need of our prayers. Uh, amen. And pray for those uh, who are in need, those who are homeless uh, during these Christmas uh, holidays. Also, those who will be celebrating Christmas for the first time without somebody who passed away this year. And Christmas will be a sad time for some as they have to uh, celebrate it with an empty seat at the, at the table. So remember those who are struggling, and uh, amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask His blessings upon today's uh, Bible study. Father in heaven, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege we have to come to you by way of this uh, venue, Lord. And, and thank you, Lord, for everyone who's choosing to tune in today or at a, at a later time, whether it be by uh, podcast uh, Lord, by YouTube up upload or by Facebook Live, Lord, I pray, God, that uh, your word might be used to be a help and a blessing to those who might view or listen to the broadcast today. God, you've promised us that your word uh, would never be a failure. God, anytime we give your word out, Father, it's going to uh, be a success, Father. I pray that it would be seasoned with the uh, Holy Spirit of God, Lord, that you might uh, give us an unction to preach with tonight. And Lord, uh, that the Word of God might fall on good ground, bearing abundance of fruit in our hearts and lives. God, help us not to be uh, hearers only of Thy Word, but we'd be faithful doers of the work also. Uh, God, I pray Your Word might be a lamp to our feet, a light in our path. We might hide Your Word in our hearts, that we would not sin against Thee. Honor Your Word, exalt Your Son through Your humble servant. Most of all, Father, if there might be one watching or listening tonight, who is not saved, does not know the free pardon of sin. Uh, Lord, I pray you'd use your word to convict them, draw them unto yourself. Uh, Lord, that their lives might be forever changed and transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. We'll praise you in advance for who you are and what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let me turn the volume down here on my phone uh, so nobody uh, interrupts us. Uh, during the broadcast. All right, so uh, we're going to do our best this evening to finish up our study of Romans chapter number 5. Again, tonight's episode of the Trumpet Series broadcast. We've been in chapter number 5 for what seems like uh, a very long time, but um, uh, that's okay because chapter number 5 is one of the greatest chapters in all of the, the, the Word of God, let alone the book of Romans. So we didn't want to rush 
but we wanted to uh, make sure that we uh, that we just squeezed all of the all of the the life and the treasures that the Word of God has for us uh, by way of this wonderful chapter. So we're going to do our best to get through verses number twenty and twenty-one uh, this evening. One of the reasons I've tried to make such a, a strong and concerted effort to finish this chapter tonight is because I'm not exactly sure how many more episodes I'm going to be able to get it in this week. In fact, we may not have another episode, and that's not guaranteed uh, until after the first of the year. Uh, throughout the re remainder of this week, I'm going to be busy. Uh, we're going to be have fruit baskets to deliver to our church widows and shut-ins. We've got right at 20 fruit baskets we're going to be picking up tomorrow morning and delivering to various uh, members of our congregation. So that's going to keep me busy, and we're just going to continue to get busier and busier right up until Christmas Day. So again, not sure how much time we're going to have for another broadcast this week. And then Lord willing, my wife, myself, and our children may take a little semi-vacation for a few days next week just to rest, relax, clear our minds, and get ready for what I'm sure is going to be a very busy and eventful uh, an exciting start to 2021. What a wonderful year 2020 has been. And boy, I just believe that God's got even greater things in store for us as He continues to put the pieces into the puzzle, whether it be right here at our church or at the ark. Uh, amen. And boy, the Lord's doing a, a voice of hope, just all kinds of things that God's doing. And uh, we'd, spend here, we'd be here all night tonight just to try to describe to you all the wonderful and amazing things that the Lord is doing for us. Uh, amen. And we want to say very quickly to God, be the glory. Amen. It's all uh, that no flesh should glory in His presence, but it, all the praise and all, all the honor all, and all the glory goes unto the name of Jesus Christ. So again, if you, if you get a little concerned because we don't have, have another episode of the Trumpet Series over the next couple of weeks, don't worry, we're going to get back just as soon as the new year is over. And we're going to try and get this thing dialed in to where everything's a little more organized and consistent than what it has been here lately. Hopefully to generate some more viewer, viewers and a larger uh, listening and viewing audience. Um, I'm telling you, God is the one who uh, laid this ministry on our hearts. This is not our broadcast, the Trumpet Series. It's His broadcast. He's the one that gave it to us, and we're going to be diligent about continuing to have these Bible studies and so we can all learn more and grow in our grace, grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, on our last episode of the Trumpet Series broadcast last week, we spent our time considering verses 18 and 19 of Romans chapter number 5, where in those verses, Paul provided another great contrast between the individual act of disobedience Adam committed, which caused the entire human race to fall into a state of depravity and condemnation uh, against a holy God, as opposed to the single act of obedience committed by Jesus Christ when He died on the old rugged cross, causing all of mankind to receive an opportunity to be saved, justified, and declared righteous in our Lord's sight. Uh, amen. Again, we, we don't ever want to underemphasize the importance of just that one act of obedience that Jesus committed when He suffered, bled, and died for our sins on the old rugged cross. 
But we also don't want to underestimate the, 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 the consequences and the ramifications of, uh, of an act of disobedience. I'm sure that Adam could have never imagined just how uh, serious effects that, that one act of sin, uh, amen, that he committed uh, by partaking of that forbidden fruit and as a result uh, the entire human race was plunged uh, into uh, a state of depravity and condemnation. But tonight, let's um, examine the last two verses of chapter number 5, verses 20 and 21, where Paul concludes and summarizes the great contrast that he's been providing to us between the first man, Adam, and the God-man, Jesus Christ. Again, Adam is trying to paint this picture and show us uh, how much greater uh, of a blessing, all the many blessings that we received and those benefits that were bestowed upon us uh, by way of the God-man, what we, what we gained through the God-man as opposed to what we lost uh, through the first man, Adam. Alright, so verse number 20, as we, we see this summarization of all of these truths that Paul's been talking to us uh, again, he began writing these truths in about verses 13 or 14 of Romans chapter number 5. But now we notice uh, in this summary an introduction, uh, verse number 20, Moreover, the law entered. Now here the word moreover basically means because or as a result of. And I believe it points back to the, to the very first part of this section where in verse 13 and 14, Paul addressed the fact that before the law was given out, man was not held accountable for the individual acts of sin he committed. Again, we studied that several uh, broadcast, uh, several episodes ago, but Paul vividly stated in verse 13, sin is not imputed when there is no law. And again, that word impute means to put towards one account. God did not... Uh, hold the individual acts of sin that man, man committed before the law was given out against him. But we also noticed in the su subsequent verses how that even though man was not held accountable for his individual acts of sin before, before the law was given out, yet he was still held responsible for the indwelling presence of sin itself that existed in his own heart because of the seed of sin that had been passed down from one generation to another by the first man, Adam. Again, that spiritual uh, gene that was passed down from, uh, from one generation to another as, as, as human being after human being was conceived by the seed of man. And that seed that was implanted into the heart of man, it was contaminated with sin. Uh, amen. So although man was not held responsible for the individual acts of sin that he committed prior to the giving out of the law, he was held responsible uh, for the seed of sin and for the nature of sin and the presence of sin that dwelt within his own heart and life. And um, evidence and proof of the fact that God held man responsible for his sin is the fact that all men died. Again, God told Adam and Eve, the day that you eat of the forbidden fruit, uh, ye shall surely die. The devil told them, said you're not going to die. But sure enough, after man sinned, not only did Adam and Eve die, but then Cain slew Abel, 
And Abel died, and, and, and again, that, that disease, that terminal disease of sin that produced death was passed down uh, from one man to the other, to another. The one generation to another. Amen. For wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death hath passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Now there's a magnification, verse number 20, that the offense might abound. Here Paul provides us with the original purpose and reason why God allowed the law to be given out to Moses on top of Mount Sinai. That is, to cause the seriousness of the offense and the transgression and the sin of Adam to increase, to magnify or to, worse, to worsen because of the giving out of the law. Here the key word is abound, which means to increase, to magnify, or to amplify in condition. Now, all right, let me try to explain it this way. It's not as if the presence of the law actually caused man's sin to worship or to become more severe in itself. Because in reality, sin was already uh, as severe and serious of a matter in God's sight before the law was given as it was afterwards. Uh, God was aware. Man might not have been aware of uh, the seriousness of his sin before the law was given, but God sure was. God saw man's sin. And again, that enmity and that separation, uh, amen, and that death, that came upon and fell upon the entire human race all because of that first man Adam's sin, God was very well aware of it. So sin was already very severe and very serious. It's just that from man's point of view, the Lord used the giving out of the law to show man and to reveal to him just how big of a deal sin was in the sight of a holy God. And may I just say to you, friend, tonight, um, you may not think sin is a big deal in your own eyes. But that doesn't change the fact that it's a big deal in the sight and in the eyes of a holy God. Uh, you know, again, it doesn't really matter what you think about sin. What matters is what God uh, knows about sin. And, and to God, whether or not sin is a big deal to you, sin is a big deal to God. And that's what really matters. Uh, again, uh, it wasn't that the law caused sin to become more serious of a thing to God, but it's that the law caused sin to become a more serious matter to man and in his sight. Remember, friend, the law of Moses was not ever meant or intended to remove sin or to take it away. But the law's true and primary purpose was to reveal sin and to show and magnify the seriousness of sin from man's point of view. Again, uh, the law did not, uh, the purpose of the law was never to remove sin, but only to reveal um, uh, its reality. So again, in other words, God already knew how big of a deal sin was before the law was given out. It's just that God wanted to make sure man knew how big of a deal sin was, so he gave the law to show uh, uh, that fact to man. Alright, so now there's a counteraction, and boy, I love the next sentence. Uh, in verse number 20 of Romans chapter 5, where the Bible says, but where sin abounded, Grace did much more abound. Here we find another one of the iconic statements that is uh, recorded for us in the book of Romans, chapter number 5. Uh, again, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Aren't you thankful that where sin abounded, grace did much more abound? As a side note, it isn't, isn't it an amazing thing to see all the wonderful and marvelous verses of Scripture that are found within this one single chapter of Scriptures? Again, 
Uh, Romans chapter 5 undoubtedly is one of the iconic chapters in the entire Word of God. But in this wonderful statement, this one statement, I believe the Apostle reveals to us that the Lord had a counter-reaction and a countermeasure for one big problem, the law's revelation in an inter introduction caused for man. And that is that the law worsened, the law magnified, and the law uh, amplified the seriousness and the severity of man's sin in his own eyes. You say, preacher, how's that the case? Well, it happened because, again, before the law was given, man was only responsible for the seed and the nature of sin that dwelt within him and not the individual acts of sin themselves. But once the law was given out, man then became responsible not just for the seed and nature of sin that dwelt within him, but also for the individual acts of sin themselves he was guilty of committing. In light of that fact, the giving out of the law caused the offense, the transgression, and the sin itself to abound. And again, that word abound means to increase. Um, amen. Or to become more and more of a certain thing. But hallelujah tonight. Uh, what a blessing it is to know that where sin abounded, sin worsened, sin became more intense or severe because of the law. Grace did much more abound. Uh, uh, amen. Thank God. And the best way to summarize this truth is that God's grace always has been and always will be greater than man's sin. Aren't you thankful that the grace of God is greater than your sin? I'm telling you, when I think about my own sin, my sin is great. But listen, friend, I don't care how great your sin is, but the, the, truth, the, the truth and the fact of the matter is, according to the authority of God's Word, your sin may be great, but God's grace is greater than your sin. The key phrase in this statement is much more abound. Again, as it relates to the amazing grace of God. And in order for us to fully grasp and completely understand just exactly what Paul's trying to convey and get across to us in this one statement, I believe we need to do a quick Greek word study. And that's something I don't do a whole lot of, but sometimes it's necessary for us to delve into the Greek, uh, the, 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 the underlying language of the New Testament, which is the Greek, in order to, to fully uh, get a hold of the, the intended meaning the writer's trying to get across to us. If you remember from our study of verses 15 through 17 of this same chapter, we showed how that Paul used the words more, much more, and abundance in connection with the word grace. And you can study that on your own. Verse number 15 through 17, you see the words more, much more, and abundance, or abundant, uh, abounded. And I believe the apostle's reason for this was to show the fact that God's grace always has been and always will be more than enough to meet our every need, regardless of what it might be. In one study, we showed how that many times when God speaks about His grace, uh, amen, uh, my, but my God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, Ephesians 3.20. Uh, amen. But God is able to make all grace abound towards you that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, 
may abound in every, uh, every good work. I'm talking about the amazing grace of God. The abounding, never ending, more than enough supply of God's grace that He's bestowed upon we His children. Again, this word abounded or abundance that is used in uh, verse 15 and 17 of this same chapter is derived from the Greek word parasuo, and it simply means to abound, to have an excess or an extra amount of or more than enough of what you need. Aren't you thankful that God's grace give, causes us to have a, an excess or an extra amount or more than enough than what you need. How many of you today that are watching or listening to the Trumpet Series broadcast believe that God's grace is more than enough, amen, to supply all your need according to the riches of grace uh, that we have in Christ Jesus. But now, here in verse number 20, when Paul speaks about the abundance or writes about the abundance, the increase or the enhancement of sin that occurred as a result of the giving out of the law. Again, when God gave the law to Moses on top of Mount Sinai, it caused uh, the reality of sin in man's eyes to abound or be to, to become enhanced or amplified, magnified, and to become more than what it uh, previously was before. But here, at the end of verse 20, Paul uses an even greater and an even stronger Greek word to counteract uh, as a countermeasure and to balance out the enhancement of sin by using that, that occurred because of the law by using the word hooper parasuo, which means to superabound. In other words, where sin abounded, grace did super or hyperabound. Uh, where where sin parasuo, grace hooper parasuo. And basically, all Paul is doing here is adding the prefix hooper. Onto the word parasuo, he previously used that is translated into the English word abound. And this prefix hooper is the base from which we get our English words hyper or super. Just like superman, amen. Uh, one who is greater than a man, not just a normal man, but a, a superman. So whereas before, hey, by the way, Jesus is the, is the superman. Uh, say amen right there. Whereas before Paul simply used the word abound to describe the extra amount of grace God gave us uh, when we got saved, uh, amen, God uh, gave an extra amount of grace uh, to we who are saved with in order to combat the ravaging effects sin has caused in our lives as created beings. But now here in verse 20 he uses an even stronger word than abound which is hyperabound or superabound, not just um, parasuo, but hyperparasuo, hyperabound, superabound, uh, amen, to ensure the fact that there will always be plenty enough grace to combat and to counteract sin no matter how bad it gets and no matter how much it spreads, increases, or enhances in and upon man's life. No matter how rapidly sin spreads and no matter how bad sin gets, there will always be more than enough grace, an extra amount of grace, a hyper and a super abundance of grace to counteract the expanding and amplifying effects sin uh, may cause in man's life and upon this world. 
And friend, when we consider the ravaging effects that sin is causing in our world today, again, it seems like that sin is continuing to abound more and more. It's worsening. It's, it's creating a tighter, and a, a tighter grasp and a greater hold upon the world that you and I live in. And there's uh, the effects of sin uh, are, are worse today than, than, than my dad and my granddad's generation could have ever imagined or comprehended. But as great uh, as the effects of sin are in our world today, the effects of God's grace always have been and always will be greater than the effects of sin, no matter how bad they may get. You know, it's kind of like an aggressive form of cancer that spreads quickly and more intensively with time. And so many of us know all too well is that cancer, if it spreads too fast and if it infects enough of an overall percentage of the human body, there's not enough chemotherapy or radiation treatment available that will cause it to stop or to keep it from overwhelming the entire human body. Why? Because it's bad... Uh, uh, and as terrible of a thing as cancer is, the disease of cancer is simply more potent and more powerful than any antidote or any medicine that we currently have available to treat it. You can give chemotherapy and you can give radiation and uh, more times than not, it just has a, uh, amen, a, a hindering effect. It just kind of puts off uh, and uh, puts off that destructive uh, terminal power uh, that cancer has as it ravages the human body. Just slows it down. And, and chemotherapy and radiation just slows cancer down and, uh, and keeps it from spreading as rapidly as it would otherwise. But friend, that's not the case uh, between sin and grace. Uh, even though sin was bad enough when it was first introduced to man by way of Adam's first offense, but then since sin became an even much more severe and serious of a threat to man when God introduced the law to Moses on top of Mount Sinai because at that point in time, uh, amen, uh, uh, the law caused uh, the disease of, of sin to spread more rapidly and to intensify and to become even greater than it was before sin was given out. Amen. We might even go so far as to refer to sin as the ultimate super spreader. It is a disease that spreads more quickly and is much more contagious than even cancer or COVID combined could ever be. Amen. And friend, you may be uh, afraid of cancer or you may be af afraid of COVID tonight, the coronavirus, but you ought to be more fearful of the damaging uh, effects that the plague of sin has in your life if, if it goes unchecked and it's not dealt with. Uh, sin is the ultimate super spreader. Uh, amen. It'll spread rapidly. It'll contaminate uh, your entire body. And if, if not checked, if not addressed, if not treated, amen, by God's grace, it'll kill you uh, quicker than you know what's happened. But yet, hallelujah, and praise the Lord for the fact that God, in spite of the super spreading disease uh, of sin, God has an antidote. He has a cure and a vaccine that is much more potent and powerful than the super spreading disease of sin could ever think about being. And friend, uh, you can, uh, it, it may be questionable whether or not you should or should not take the COVID vaccine, and that's a great controversy. 
But one thing that is not controversial is whether or not you should take the sin vaccine. Amen. You better make sure that you inject as much grace, as much of God's grace, the healing power, the healing medicine, the antidote of grace, uh, amen, into your life as possible so you can make sure that your life is not only treated but cured from the super spreading virus and disease of sin before it kills you and takes you down. I don't know about anybody else tonight, but I'll be forever grateful for the fact that where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Amen. And that ought to make a Baptist want to shout tonight. Uh, where sin abounded, grace hyperabounded and superabounded. And the bottom line, the conclusion that we can draw from all of this is the fact that God's grace always has been and always will be greater than the reality and the consequences of our sin. Uh, you know, the truth of the matter is, as bad of a thing as sin is in our day, sin is ravaging our world, is, is spreading across our world, and is destroying our world. Amen. Because, why? Because man is despising God's grace. Man is rejecting God's grace rather than embracing and allowing his life and this world to be treated by uh, God's cure and antidote that he has created to combat and to counteract the disease of sin. Amen. But regardless of how bad sin gets, and the truth is sin's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. They talk about COVID getting worse. Amen. This is going to be the winter of death for those who have not been vaccinated. Well, whatever. Amen. COVID or cancer may become worse and worse. But one thing I can guarantee you is that before it's all said and done, sin is going to continue to worsen. Sin is going to continue to spread. Uh, amen. It's going to continue to infect and infest. Uh, amen. And to, to wreak havoc. Uh, and to cause all kinds of problems upon the human race until Jesus puts an end to it once and for all at the end of time. But friend, regardless of how bad sin may get, and I'm telling you, before it's all said and done, the effects and the consequences and the ra ravaging results of sin that will, uh, that will uh, incur a, a, upon God's creation, it's going to be indescribable. You and I can't imagine just how bad this world's going to get all because of uh, man's sin. But I don't care how bad it gets. I don't care how far it spreads. I don't care how bad sin worsens. Whether it be in our churches, our lives, our families, our young people. I want to say to you tonight on the authority of God's infallible and errant and inspired Word of God. Uh, sin may abound, but grace will much more abound. God's grace always has been and always will be greater than our sin. Jeremiah 8.22, Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? And friend, there really is no excuse for any person, any group, or any nation not to be healed, cured, or recovered from the awful and dreaded disease of sin. Friend, you may be listening to the broadcast. You may be watching this episode tonight. Uh, and, and, the, and the reality uh, of the matter is sin may be ravaging your life. Sin may have destroyed your life. Sin may have inflicted all kinds of damage and destruction that not even myself can imagine the shape that your life is in all because of the damaging uh, effects that sin has caused in upon your life. But I'm telling you, friend, there is a cure. 
There is a remedy. There is an antidote. There is a medicine. There is something that is greater. There is a counteractive measure that God has created to cure you and to combat and to fight against that old disease of sin, that super spreading disease of sin that's worse than COVID uh, and cancer combined. I'm talking about the amazing grace of God. If you'll just turn to Jesus Christ, amen, and allow Him, uh, amen, and allow your life to be uh, injected uh, with the sin vaccine known as grace, amen. You don't have to question, hey, once you take uh, one dose of the sin vaccine, you don't, you don't ever have to worry about taking another dose, amen. Nowadays, it seems like, well, we've got COVID cured. Oh, nope, we've got to get another, uh, another dose, amen. Uh, but friend, I'm telling you, just one shot of grace will forever cure you from the effects of that dreaded disease, that super spreader of sin. Amen. God's provided us with a sin cure and a sin vaccine that's been tried, tested, and proven time and time again. Amen. Now there's a repetition. That as sin hath reigned unto death. Verse 21. Here Paul reiterates a truth he already addressed back in verse 14 of our current chapter as it relates to the previous reign, control, and authority sin had in over man by way of death. As the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death hath passed upon all men. Why? For that all have sinned. Then again in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, where the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, and certainly before Jesus ever came on the scene and before Christ came into the picture, death had a grip, a grasp, and a chokehold upon all humanity. As a result of Adam's one act of sin and disobedience, he committed against God. And because of one choice that that first man, Adam, made to disobey and to rebel against man, God's entire creation fell in under the grip, the grasp, and the chokehold of sin that the devil wrapped around uh, Adam's seed. Now there's a summarization. Amen. Hey, praise God for the fact that God always has and always will be one step ahead of the devil's strategy to thwart God's plan and to undermine, uh, to undermine God's creation. Now there's a summarization. Verse number 21. Even so might grace reign through righteousness and eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Here Paul kind of just brings it all together, wraps it all up, and summarizes everything that he's been writing about in this second section of Romans chapter number 5. And he does so by showing how that God broke the chains of the grip, the grasp, and the chokehold, and the reign of sin that uh, sin had in over man by way of death. And uh, friend, I'm telling you, uh, if you're here tonight and you had not been saved, the truth is, uh, you're a servant of sin. You are bound. You are, you are bound by the chains and the bonds of sin. The devil's got it wrapped around you so tight that you can't breathe. Amen. He's got his hands around your neck, choking the very life out of you. Sin has a grip. The, the grip and the grasp of sin has a stranglehold on your life. Amen. But the Lord broke the change if the Son therefore shall make you free. You shall be in free indeed. Amen. And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The way God did this 
was by using His grace, which always has and always will both superabound and hyperabound and over sin to break those chains of sin and death, replace them with a brand new robe of righteousness of Jesus Christ that we talked about in a previous study and to provide us with everlasting, eternal, and unending life in heaven with God through Jesus. Amen. Thank God. And friends, if that's not the greatest story I've ever read, and if that's not the most beautiful picture that's ever been painted, then I don't know what is. I'm talking about a God that confronted a grip, a grasp, and a chokehold of chains that the old devil had wrapped around man by way of sin and death. Yet God took the vice grips of grace broke those chains, wrapped a brand new robe of righteousness around man by way of justification, provided man with everlasting and unending life in heaven where he'll spend all eternity there with God, the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And if the subject of sin ever gets broached or brought up in that heavenly place, you listen to me tonight as we close, the Lord's going to raise His hands and quickly respond by saying, What sins are you talking about? I don't remember them anymore. From the book of life, they've all been torn out. I don't remember them anymore. Amen. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. He's cast our sins as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against us anymore. Amen. And I'm thankful. Amen. That God had an antidote. God had a cure. God had a, a, a remedy for that super spreading virus of sin that's greater than cancer and COVID. Amen. He has a vaccine. Amen. And just one shot will do you. Amen. You don't need another supplement. You don't need a second shot. But why? Because once is enough. Uh, amen. And I'm thankful for the superabounding and the hyperabounding, amazing, uh, marvelous grace of God that always has been and always will be greater than sin. And I don't care how uh, bad sin gets and I don't care how uh, worse the effects of sin's ravaging effect becomes here on this world and in the lives of human beings who reject God's grace. I'm telling you tonight, on the authoritative Word of God, God's grace always has been and always will be greater than sin. And friend, tonight, you may be wrapped by the chains of sin. The devil may have a grip. He may have a grasp. He may have a chokehold. Amen. He may have wrapped uh, the chains of sin so tightly around your life you can't breathe. You can't even talk. He's choking. He's using, uh, amen, the chains of sin to choke the very life out of your body. Uh, amen. You're on the verge of dying because, uh, amen, sin is ravaging and eating away at your life uh, quicker than cancer or COVID ever could. Hey, why don't you just inject uh, yourself with the, the grace vaccine? Amen. Amen. Why don't you just uh, trust God's grace, amen, and, and, and allow the grace of God to cure you from the venomous and the poisonous snake bite of sin and the cancerous disease and the leprous disease of sin uh, that's in danger of destroying your life. Let's just summarize it tonight by saying that where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And as a result, the testimony from the hearts of all who were saved Amen. 
The reason we can sing victory in Jesus tonight, the, uh, amen, is because of the question Paul asked in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, O death, where is thy sting? O grace, where is thy victory? The uh, grave, excuse me. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. Amen. Uh, 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 the law was like a steroid that just pumps power and strength into the reality of man's sin. Amen. O death, where is thy sting? Uh, o grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Aren't you thankful that the devil took the sting uh, out, of, uh, out of death? Amen. Aren't you thankful that God poked a, 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 poked a hole in the balloon and He took the strength out of the law? And I'm thankful tonight to report to you and to, to cry uh, aloud so that everyone might hear the sounding of my voice here this evening, and that is where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Friend, I'm telling you tonight as we close, I don't care who you are and where you're at or what you're going through. I don't care how, how tightly the grip and the chains and the bonds of sin uh, have wrapped around your life. Amen. Sin may have a chokehold on your life, but why don't you allow uh, the Lord to, to take a vice grip and to break those chains, the vice grip of grace, and to break the chains of sin once and all and set you free so that you might enjoy the abundant life that is available to you by way of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we love you tonight. And God, we've had just such a wonderful time preaching uh, through these last two verses of Romans chapter 5. And Lord, I pray that throughout this study, Lord, somebody's gotten some help. Father, what a wonderful truth, God. Lord, what a wonderful chapter in the Word of God. I'm thankful, Father, Lord, for the principles, Lord, that we've studied, God, by way of the trumpet series. And God, I pray you might continue to use your word to be a help and a strength. Help us all to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. And God, I pray that we would have a hunger for your word. Help us to become addicted to the word of God. Lord, that we wouldn't be able to go a single day without feasting, uh, Lord, on the manna that's available to us, the manna of grace that's available to us by way of the Word of God. Lord, I love you tonight, and I thank you, and I praise you. And God, Lord, help us, Lord, as we move into this, this time of rest, and God, into this Christmas season. Lord, it may be a few days before we have another episode of the Trumpet Series, but I pray, Lord, that you give us, uh, Lord, strength, guide us, and grace, Lord, and Father, that when the new year rolls around, God, we'd be, uh, we'd be excited, we'd be fresh, and we'd be pumped and ready to go, Father, to continue, Lord, to, to, to open and expound Your Word. And Lord, to continue, Lord, to allow our lives uh, to, to grow strong and to allow our faith to be enhanced, Lord, as we uh, study the wonderful words of life. God, we love You. We praise You. We ask all these things in Jesus' name and for His sake. Amen. Thanks and have a good night. May God bless.